is happening, fellow fantasy GMs. I am JJ Wang. He is the bearded one, DJ Dove. With our powers combined, we are the fantasy Couriers. Oh, JJ Wang. We just got to do our very first rookie draft. How you feeling? Well, if I could, if we could finish the rookie draft. <laughs> It would be even better, but like I said, I don't want, I don't, I'm not trying to talk about that because it's just going to make me even madder than I already am about it. But yeah, we did have 99% of our rookie draft. I mean, I, I thought it was fun. Um, we went with the no limit, just being able to take our time. I, I was trying to trade, trying to trade all in right. all day, but I like, I just don't want to give up anybody on my team. It's hard yeah. when you, you don't want to really sacrifice anybody, but you want to get in on the draft. I mean, it's it's tough, but yeah, I was I was excited. Hopefully, they got, got a whole bunch more to come. I think did I pull? I might have pulled off the only trade in that league, if I am correct. Is that correct? Uh, I yeah, I think so. I don't think anybody else is really trying to. I mean, I, I threw a bunch of trades, and then I ended up trading away Devonte Parker. Good riddance to bad rubbish. I mean, he might be he'll be a good wide receiver three win. For, for the Patriots. Stop, stop giving this guy any credit. I he think is, he's going to be – He's been okay. bad. Uh, like you said, he's been bad his whole career. He's been the number one receiver. Money. He's been the number one receiver on a team his whole career, and he has never been good. Like you said, he had that one good season. I'll still say I'll still say he has never been. He's been just a huge, huge disappointment. And the oh, fact that you can get any – the fact that you can get anything for him absolutely amazes me. Yeah, hey, I got a third round rookie draft pick for it. What can you do? I mean, I I wouldn't have gave you a seventh round rookie pick for him, but number one but receiver hey, in New England, I guess. You traded you traded him to a a, a Dolphins fan, so Parker. Yeah, still well, that's why I was surprised he took him because I don't like him. I guess Miami Dolphins still have a soft spot in their heart for old Devontae Parker. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but turn into someone who I'll talk about a little later. That's why I was excited to do it. I was looking at some different options there. Uh, but yeah, sending trades, that's the, that's the interesting part. I have a whole slew on my sleeper app of different trades I tried to offer during there for to move up, move down. I moved back in the first round, still landed a guy, still landed um my, our, my boy uh, who I'm starting to grow on. We weren't high on him last week, but the more I'm reading, the more I'm excited about Jamison Williams and just thinking the future. Like, not for this year. He'll be taxi squatted for me, but... I never said I wasn't high on Jamison Williams. I just say he wasn't my... He's not my favorite receiver. I mean, like I, like like any of these top six guys, you know, are good. Like, yeah, I they, would, we poo-pooed him, though. We put him way down on our draft board. Well, I mean, that's because he's coming off... I'm just... I feel like at this point coming off the AC, ACL injury, you just just I'm just not 100 percent sure. If yeah. he was if he didn't have an injury, absolutely he probably he would be the number one receiver coming off the board. But I feel like he should just get like a downgrade in points just because you know coming off the injury, and and once you know you we know he's healthy, he'd jump right back up the board. But yeah, like I, said, I wasn't I'm not he's not my favorite, but yeah. We might have pooped on him a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I got the old injury team, too. I also I threw in Pickens as well on my team. So what can I do? I'm just trying to see, throw some darts and see which injured player I can get to play a little better. We'll see how it goes. But, yeah, so this week we are in rookie mania. We're going to talk about rookies for a while. We, we 
as much as I'm poo pooing this class, that must be that's our word of the week. It's like we need Pee Wee's Playhouse poo poo. Ah! <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, once you get once you get into it, and I've gotten a little more eager, I've gotten a little more excited about the guys now that I know where they are, now that I see their homes. And as rookie drafts are started, we got another one. Uh, you're you're the one where you probably have more picks coming up in two weeks with uh, the auction coming up. I got next to nothing there, so I have to dive deep for that one. But it's just intriguing to see all the different options we have going through rookies, and most of the rest of my drafts are second round and on. So that's what we're going to look at this week. Are guys maybe outside the top 10 that intrigue us a little bit? Guys who are outside the top 12, rather. Guys who maybe slipped for one reason or another. Maybe you're in a location where, like, you know, I don't know about this location, not a super-duper fan of the location, but... There's a chance. I mean, last year, apparently, I was the only one that knew that liked Elijah Mitchell. I think you liked him, too. We, we took some Whoa, whoa, flyers. whoa, whoa, slow, whoa. Slow <laughs> I was on him earlier than anybody else. Slow down. I, w- I will give you credit for knowing who Elijah Mitchell was, but I, I, swear to, I, was, I informed you of Elijah Mitchell at our – at our, at our uh, we got together. So, yeah, I know definitely know who Elijah Mitchell is. I've been, I was on Elijah Mitchell a long time. And, unfortunately, I had Trey Sermon, too. But, anyway. I was on Trey Sermon as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, boy, did we budge that one. Hey, 50, uh, hey, we had a 50% hit rate on that. I mean, that's cool. all you can ask for. So, so out, out of curiosity, I'm throwing this one out. This wasn't even in our notes. Tyrion Davis-Price, is he this year's Elijah Mitchell, round three? Uh, running back selected out of LSU, six foot, two hundred eleven pounds for the Forty ers Is he is he going to take over that backfield this year? <laughs> I mean, it's I mean it's possible with somebody different every year. I mean, I have no idea what's going on with homeboy from last year. What was his name? Uh, are you Trey Sermon? Yeah, I have no idea what's going on <laughs> with that guy. And of course, you know Elijah, Elijah Mitchell's going to be the guy, obviously the number one guy going in, but he wasn't the picture of health. You know, yeah, yeah. Or it's, but I mean, that's that's 49ers running backs, right? So, whenever there's a new guy coming in, you better scoop him up because he's going to play at some point. They all do. Well, and then looking at that kind of formula, I'm going to zag a little bit here, then we'll jump back into guys. Would that mean, should we have the same thought about New York and Miami being that they're running the Shanahan system, that they're going to, like, Brees Hall obviously is the big guy up there. Should we not downgrade Carter as much as a lot of people are and sort of, what what do you think about that? Or look, looking at that one or even in Miami where they have three running backs there that each of them could be a two, well, you know what I mean? Well, the, well, I think the difference but there's, I think there's a big difference between the two. The Jets, they've got Brees Hall, which is an outstanding. Go on, just look out for an outstanding running back. You know, yeah. three down workhorse. You know, he's got the pedigree. That's you know, that's the thing. That's going to be their guy. And then I think Michael Carter had his chance last year. He proved it, but like I said, he he wasn't able, to, you know, to stay healthy the whole year. That's what the teams teams are looking for. And I just don't – I like Michael Carter. He's like that good, you know, change of pace back. But Michael Carter is not going to be the guy that can carry the load. He's not going to be the touchdown scorer. That's what Brees Hall is. So I think Brees Hall has – or in the Jets' offense has has the foundation of being the guy. Mm-hmm. And as, far, and as far, far as the Miami backfield, there's not a guy in the Miami backfield. That's the difference. 
Like, it's very possible Miami uses all three of them because yeah. they don't have a guy. I think the Jets have their have their guy, and they're going to give him. I think Brees Hall is going to get like the Jonathan Taylor type. Wow, like workload. I think that's what's going to end up happening. I mean, the Jets have a much better line. Their line is, from what I'm hearing, with just the way they're growing, could be one of those top top tier lines coming up, and that'll benefit Brees Hall as well. And oh, it's interesting to see the system because I mean, yeah, my Miami's back like. Brees Hall should go out there, and then Michael Carter could still have some good PPR value. Uh, uh, yeah, I think, Mike, Mike, I think Michael Carter will be fine from you know a, um, from time to time, but he's just not going to be um, dependent upon. I think it's going to be more of like a flex play when you need something you need to throw somebody in. But I think Brees Hall is going to be a locked and loaded, pretty RB one from the from the jump i think that's the kind of difference now they also think like that the head coaches like the head coach for miami um is more of the offensive yeah. running guru and then the head coach for the jets is more of a defensive type guru, like the guru so I, I mean but like i said he's still running that running back back committee type thing i would guess but like i said Brees hall is just i think he's gonna be good yeah miami i could see each of those running backs having about five to six hundred yards like that's how it would be. I mean, you get 1,800-yard running back out of the three of them, and then they – I'm intrigued, and I can stash him because no one's going to want him. They got this kid out of South Carolina. He will he'll he might not even see the field this year. It might do special teams. But, I mean, they might keep Gaskin and just make it a three-headed monster. I mean, they still have Salvin Ahmed. You know, like, there's there's warm bodies to throw through the running back grinder. And I have a feeling McDaniels is going to throw them through the running back grinder. But interesting. Oh, yes. That's, they're just all, they're just going to throw them out there. And whoever seems to be having the better game, that's who they're going to go with. And then, yeah. The next week, you're not going to have any idea. It kind of, going to kind of remind you of the New England backfield. Yeah. Oh, oh man. And well, it'll get smaller by week three when Mostert gets hurt. But then that is what it is. That's true. I'm not. Not excited, you know. Don't you don't get too excited about Mostert, except for the I'm first few games of the season. He's on my team. I can root for him for three for a few weeks now. That I was like, I had him just as a carryover because dude's fast. Give him that. We there's a super fast backfield. No, so, he's so ju- jumping back into the rookies this year, as we we diverged, all that was about <laughs> Tyrion Davis Price, a guy that you can probably get in the third round of most twelve team rookie drafts somewhere in there. Is there anybody that tickles your fancy that you are outside of the top 12 that you're like, you know, I'm intrigued by this guy. I don't know if I'll have him, but I'm going to watch him. So, so, so I put two guys down on my list. I'll run through two of them real quick. Um, so one was the running back from that went to Houston out of Florida, Damian Pierce. Um, that's just because there's not a whole lot of competition. Um, they got Marlon Mack, but from what I gather, Marlon Mack's not making a very good impression. So I don't. So he might not even be there come season. So I think Damian Pierce will have opportunity. I say he's going to be great, but he will have opportunity. And I think um, the Texans are getting better as a team. Um, I think their lines, their line will, um, will be a little better. I think their offensive, you know, the quarterback will be maybe be a little better. Um, like as a whole, just be a little better. They might run the ball a little more. And then the other guy is Jerome Ford. He's the running back out of Cincinnati. He went to he went to Cleveland. Mm. So I'm not 100 percent sure how much truth it is to it, but like in Cleveland, they already got their two running backs and Hunt and Chubb. From I've heard rumors that Hunt may be released, maybe getting released. Oh wow! Um, 
like I don't I've only I've just heard it. I don't know how true it is. I haven't really been able to dive into it. But if he if he does get released, there's gonna be plenty of opportunity, pretty uh, a lot of opportunities for carries. Um, during four, well, the other guy, Darius Johnson, he did really, he was really good in and um the running back's absence. So yeah, I mean it's just these two guys. If Damian Pierce definitely because the opportunity is there and Ford, maybe if Hunt does end up getting getting released. Yeah, Pierce, I I love the landing for Pierce. We've We've gotten excited for Marlon Mack in the past, and that ship has sailed. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, you know, that means he's going to run for like 1,000 yards and catch 500 <laughs> yards. <laughs> I've, heard, but, I've heard multiple sources say that he's just not – He lost he lost a step, and that's – He's just not like bonding with – like not like they, he's just not putting making a good impression like with the team. I don't, I don't know, know if, that, if any of that is true. <laughs> like I said, but that's I from Damian Pierre when, when I hear more than, more than one person like say it, it kind of like kind of like sticks out a little bit, I guess. It, it was somebody with a Twitter Twitter handle like Mama Pierce or something like that. I don't know. It might have been. <laughs> it might have been. I, I I love the Damian Pierce landing spot for there. He's a, he's a nice little bowling ball for them to have, and um, he he could step into that role without a problem. And he, and, and he can't catch the ball out of the backfield. Yeah. I mean, he's not he's not a grinder, so he's not like a between the tackles kind of guy. But I mean, he can get to the corner. He can't catch some balls. Um, he's got good size. But, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, this guy does. Yeah, that's another thing that I like. But he likes it. I'm all about opportunity when it comes to rookie running backs. Yeah, and Jerome Ford is uh, him. I like him. For me, he's a patience back. If yeah. you can get Jerome Ford and you have the roster spots, which in Dynasty, hopefully you do. If not, you're really, really, really good. The more of what I'm hearing about Jerome Ford is next year will be when he can step up because Kareem Hunt's contract expires as does Dearness Johnson, which could be the reason they got Ford this year to learn from the guys, and then he can be Chubb's handcuff next year because they like to run. And having Deshaun in there, they're gonna keep running. They might not might not run as heavy because Deshaun's not terrible like Baker. But it's gonna be it's gonna be what year five for Nick Chubb? Something like that, yeah. You know, but you know what they you know you know the track record for those year five running backs, right? Yeah. <laughs> They get paid, then they play one more year. <laughs> you know they're gonna do. They're gonna. Well, they won't have any money left because they gave it all to Deshaun. So that's why they had to get Ford to just let everybody. Because Chubb, Chubb's probably got a couple more years because they weren't saying his. Um, let me see what his contract looks like. Uh, but yeah, he's um. His contract, but yeah. So with Ford, that's what I've I've been hearing as they go through. So Nick Chubb is in year four. That'll be year five. Oh wait, no, he signed that extension. So he's signed through twenty four, to his to his year twenty nine age. So yeah, he's. But I mean, there. he'll he'll so he'll spend his whole prime of his career with Cleveland. So yeah, it's, it's dead cap this year. Sixteen dead cap, twenty three ten million dead cap, twenty four. They could let him go for four four million in dead cap, but um, cap hit would be sixteen million in twenty four. So it sounds like they're stuck with him there. So let's. It looks like today's theme is going to be running backs. Let's go to let's stay. I got a couple. Go to, I got a couple wide receivers off that in there. Oh, we might hit some in there. Um, a guy I was talking about. We we're talking about before the show was Brian Robinson Jr. landing with the Washington Commanders. Woo woo! Uh, Ron Rivera is getting excited. He's thinking he's in Carolina again, going back to the uh, to that that one two punch he had there, thinking he's gonna get the same thing in DC. 
what do you think about Mr. Mr. Alabama here? I mean, I mean, if that's the way he thinks, it's not. It's really not a one-two punch. It's more of a one-two-three punch because they brought back JD McKissick, McKissick. and McKissick has been a big part of that offense. As much as I hate it, he's been a big part of that offense, and they kind of stole him back from Buffalo. So that goes to tell you that they want to keep him. So, so what do we got? We got Brian Robinson doing like all the heavy, you know, third and ones, second ones, you know, that grinding work. And then Gibson coming in doing all like, you know, the outside runs and blah, 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 blah. And then you got McKissick doing all the catching work. And then what's, I guess what's going to make the difference is who's going to get the touchdowns. But honestly, if that's how they see it, that's the backfield I want to stay completely away from if that's how it's going to, if they're going to, take if they're going to take it three ways why would you even want to be part of that you if if you have space you throw them on there and see which one hits the wall because it's you never know what could hit we we were high on gibson and oh yeah he poo-pooed us ah last year and i i don't know how much hope to have in them anymore but yeah it's i mean there's still hope it's just not i don't think i don't think we can have top 12 Top 12 Yeah, and I mean, a lot of the ways I build my teams, a lot of my teams, I like to build with stronger receivers in Dynasty anyway. And then, So if you can get a running back, you hope one gets it. If not, running with a bunch of twos that can catch, you'd lean towards the pass catcher in the, the system and then have some better receivers is a way I'd, I'd love to build some Dynasty teams. I got one that I've done that with. So it's a good toss. I got one more running back here. This is the guy that I was excited to get, and I traded away Devontae Parker. <laughs> Too bad to get. And that was Zamir White, a uh, good old Georgia Bulldog heading to Las Vegas. And I, I got – I'm interested in him almost not so much for this year but for next year because Vegas didn't sign, didn't pick up a single fifth-year option of any of their players. And that was a some decent – draft capital in there that they let just walk and that includes josh jacobs who basically plots ahead for about three yards of, and then falls over and plots it for three more yards falls over then gets a touchdown because after six yards he's going to fall in eventually and zamir white is a logical just plotter on to just sort of fill in the same role they don't have to draft anybody else and they can have him for this year and then plug him in next year right that's how i would see it um obviously they're not super satisfied with jacobs and if you're not satisfied by year year four with your running back you're definitely not going to sign them to an extension um for that year five because probably at that point they're not going to get any better than what they've already been but i mean josh jacobs has been okay i mean he hasn't been it's not like he's terrible he's always yeah. been a reliable rb2 he's just never been able to crack into that rb1 i think that was just because he's, he never got the receiving work that everybody thought we were he was going to get because coming out of college he was like oh he's just great receiver blah 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 he's just just never seen it and i think zamir white's probably a better between the tackles runner than josh josh jacobs is um of course you know we all know how good the Georgia running backs typically are. So, I mean, he's going to definitely lose some time, and probably Josh Jacobs is going to be looking for a new team. Yeah. It's, 
And I, I, I'm curious if how many of the old regime they're trying to wipe out of Vegas. They kept a car because, well, quarterbacks are tough to get. And then they brought in Carr's boy just to maybe brainwash de-grudenizing maybe. But it's curious to see who they're trying to wipe out and just clean house and make it a new a new home as they got there. So, okay, you said you got you got a receiver or so to, to close us out here today? Yeah, I got some receivers. So I, I'm going to go through – so I'll put all three of these receivers together because they kind of like they kind of like go, they go well. So the first one, so the first two that I'm going to put here are the ones that went to the right position. So everybody's really high on, right? So we got Sky Moore who goes to um, Kansas. Kansas City, and then um, Christian Watson who goes to Green Bay. Of course, we don't like them because well, cause they're, don't get me wrong, they're talented, right? But we don't like them there because they're just uber talented and they're going to be good everywhere. We like them because of the quarterback. Um, and from what I gather, Scott Moore's already got a hamstring injury. So that's a great way to start your career, hamstring injuries before OTAs even start. So that's that's fantastic. So he won't even be able to probably practice through these uh, OTAs here. But yeah, like I said, um, KC's got a lot of tar- um, a lot of people in front of him to um, for him to be competitive in his first year, maybe his second year. But I just don't think he's going to get the opportunity in this first year. Of course, we are playing dynasty, so that's what you know, multiple yeah. years are important. But I feel like Mahomes tends to lock in on a receiver. Um, they got multiple receivers. Well, of course, he hasn't had any other receivers than Tyree Kill, right? So, of course, you're going to lock in the Tyree Kill. Um, and then the other guys, uh, Christian Watson, of course, going to Green Bay. Of course, you know, Aaron Rodgers can make anybody look good. Um, but is Christian Watson going to be that guy? Again, I don't think Christian Watson is a this year is a this year guy. I think he's probably more of a I don't want to say a project, but I think he's more of the the project type. And if I want to be honest, like kind of kind of comparing to the you know the guy that just left, the Marquez Valdez Scantling, right? Just a yeah. younger version of Scantling. They got tired of Scantling. Scantling didn't work out, so let's just go get another guy that does the exact same thing as Scantling. And maybe, maybe he can do it just a little better. Um, and then the last guy I'll talk about is just the Packers brought in this other running back from Nevada. He had a really good year last year. Of course, I can't bring up his numbers right now because my phone just messed up on me. But it's Romeo Dubs. Um, they play come out of Nevada last year. He had over a thousand yards receiving. Um, like I said, so it's just another weapon for for Aaron Rodgers. And they went out and got him two reliable re- – I don't want to say reliable, but two young receivers that maybe maybe one of them one of them hits. But, I mean, like I said, everybody's high on Scott Moore. Everybody's high on Christian Watson because of the landing spot. But I think they might want to temper expectations a little bit because, you know, this just might not be the perfect situation for them. I like the, the, the deep dive there on Romeo Dubs. As you know, I was trying to see if I could get you some college stats here for you. So we got last year he had he had eighty receptions for eleven hundred yards and eleven touchdowns. The year before a thousand yards, nine fifty eight receptions, thousand yards, nine touchdowns, seventeen point three in twenty twenty per. So I mean, of course, so he went to Nevada, right? So that means he played with he's been playing with Carson Strong the last couple couple years. Um, Carson Strong he he ended up going to Philadelphia, Philadelphia, I believe. So he he might get he might get an opportunity there. You never you never know. But yeah, I think. I think Dubs just has as much shot as Christian Watson, I think, in that offense. 
It'll be interesting to see. Like, I, the more you talk, the more I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, you look at Watson and Moore going generally in the top 12 because of their spots where we're looking, we're sending guys lower that might have had a better opportunity in college. And, you know, who knows? especially in this class too, but so they're like probably the first two guys outside of that. You know how we were saying like there's eight to 10 no, guys yeah, that yeah. we could draft. Inter- well, there, there's Brees Hall and then there's eight to 10 guys you could interchangeably draft. And then they're probably like the next two, correct? Would you say? Yeah, I would, I would say it's Watson, Moore, and Pickens. I would say all, those three are the next three guys. Because I'll put Pickens right there. I, I, I mean, I think George Pickens, he's my, my favorite. I think he landed in a in a good spot. Well, you know, you always love somebody that lands in stable organizations and you can't get much, much more stable than the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, that's what I was excited to, I picked, he was the other, he was a guy I picked up in our rookie draft this week and I was excited to land him because I'm, I'm intrigued by him, especially there. Once again, everybody I drafted in that league, it's for next year because my yeah, team yeah. is decent. There's competing that I think they do they sign Deontay Johnson? They don't seem to pay receivers that aren't, Heinz Ward, you know, so they might not sign Deontay. They might go, hey, let's see what this Pickens kid has. Claypool's a big dude, you know, and then they drafted a, um, they drafted another receiver, a brain, um, a brain just, uh, his name, Calvin Austin Jr. Hey, he's a little dude. Um, and he could be their little speed, so that'd give them three, you know, s- slot speed guy or, you know. But you I mean, know. if you think about it, I mean, the only the only time that well I think the only time the Austin kid is ever going to get on the field is special teams when they go yeah they go four wide receivers because I mean you're not going to bench Pickens, um, Claypool and Deontay Johnson and then you still got Fryermuth and you got um, Harrison gotcha. Backfield I mean there's only so many so many positions but yeah I think I mean Austin could be like, you know a little speed guy you get him underneath you might be able to break a tackle here and there but yeah I'm not too too excited about that one yeah so it'd be uh, i i like the pick and spot uh, i wasn't excited initially but the more i listened and heard about it i was like huh this it, it is pittsburgh never doubt the stillers is don't don't lie you just heard me you just heard me you just heard me talk about it and be so high on him it kind of rubs off on you don't it yeah it must have been <laughs> <laughs> i knew you were gonna talk about him today and i just jumped in <laughs> so i love JJ, me some pickings man it, we're recording this late, and it's past your bedtime. Yes, it is. So give us some wisdom so you can go get some Z's. My words of wisdom is don't be up this late, man. It's, yeah, people got be, to be going to bed early. But no, um, all seriousness, uh, you got to know the guys that are in the back end of the of this draft. I mean, I've been I've been preaching the last couple of weeks, like get to know these guys, like get to know these guys. Um, just don't focus on the top 12 guys because – I mean, that's not, I mean, yeah, that helps your team out, but these second and third round guys, I mean, you can find a lot of, a lot of guys in these rounds that can really, really help your team. And if they, all you, all they got to do is hit for one year and you can trade them for way more than what you paid for them. Um, So you just look for that, that one six game stretch, you know, that one four game stretch. And you can maybe, maybe somebody fell in love with him, you know, just find that right guy that likes him and you might turn, Romeo dubs from a undrafted free agent and, you know, a second, third round pick for maybe next year, 2024. I mean, better than nothing, right? Yep. But now I almost forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Two in a row. But yeah, as always, trust yourself and trust the process.